Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fan-fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. SpaceX Lovin' Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I'm wearing my SpaceX hat today. How's it going, Nate Musk Thurston? It's going pretty good. There's... No, it's it's a pure coincidence that we will be talking a little bit about Elon Musk today. I was mm. like, you know what? This could wait until Wednesday. A but pure, pure coincidence. This has to do with free speech and social media, so we need to talk about it some today. We'll also be talking about the shooting that occurred over the weekend in California. And uh, a, a weird thing, actually, I didn't know anything about. Ron DeSantis is talking about taking away Disney's basically independent government status that they have in Florida, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, they have like their own county, basically. Yeah, they got their own place. It's like set up just like a like a government. And then the Biden administration is uh, wanting to set new rules to mandate that the vehicle miles per gallon average is 49 miles per gallon by the year 2026. All right. Weren't they talking about buying, are, are they banning all forms of gasoline vehicles? Well, that's in, Cali- electric by in California. In California, they're okay. doing that. By 2030. Yeah. But you'll that still means be my able to. truck is going to get 49 miles of the gallon? You'll still be able to get ghost cars in California that are able to Probably. get um, as many miles of the gallon mm-hmm. that you actually want. So that's a. We'll talk about that here in a second. But Charlie, you got the first. By the way, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meeting every single day of the week when we want to. So if you agree with those things, life, liberty, and you want to pursue meaning in your life because happiness is a terrible, terrible goal. It's just going to leave you disappointed. But you can be, you can live a meaningful life like we're doing here, talking about this every single You think we're doing this because it makes us happy? <laughs> Come on, man. That's, you think that's, that's not right. No, there's no <laughs> way that that's why we're doing it. We're doing it because it provides meaning in our lives. So anyway, make sure you smash that subscribe button, the follow button. And tell a friend, tell a family member, go to joingml.com so you can watch live and chat mm-hmm. back and forth. Tell us why we're wrong and right and, and all that stuff. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's talk. Speaking about those cars, those ghost cars, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is that the Dodge Casper? I don't know what a Dodge Casper is. <laughs> That's a friendly car yeah. from what I hear. That's yeah. a great one, Dad. Let's tell. <laughs> let's hear another one. What do you? What else do you have? You're like, I don't know what to get your all- God, when you figure it out. Fun at parties. All right. (laughs) From Politico. We're going to talk about the shooting first from Politico. After Sacramento shooting, Biden says, quote, we must act. Californians awoke Sunday morning to news of an all too familiar occurrence, a mass shooting, this time in downtown Sacramento. Six people had died and 12 were injured as of this writing. So first of all, this is sad. That's too, that's too many As people. Nate mentioned, we are all about life. Mm-hmm. So that means we're anti-death. Don't like it. Antida mm-hmm. for short. Okay. We don't like death. So it's sad that six people died and 12 were injured. I'm sure it sucks also to be struck by a bullet. I've never been struck by one, but I'm sure it's pretty painful. I would imagine. You, yeah. Even if you don't die. Um, within hours, sentiments of grief and shock turned into calls for action. And nearly every level of government appealing for crackdowns on firearms. Quote, we must do more than mourn. We must act. President Joe Biden stumbled together 
in a statement late Sunday night calling on Congress to ban ghost guns, require background checks for all gun sales, prohibit assault weapons in high-capacity magazines, and repeal gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. I just so, thought I'd hit some buttons today. I don't know. Let's go over that again, what he's calling for here. He wants to ban ghost guns. Mm. So that's the, like mainly your 3D printed. Um, what is that? Uh, is it Primer 83 or 83 Premier something? There's one bigger company, um, essentially. Or ghost guns could also be <clears throat> things that aren't registered. No serial yes. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, require background checks for all gun sales. That already happens, by the way, including ones you win in raffles, which reminds me I need to follow up. <laughs> you need up. to get that gun. Yeah. Uh, pro- prohibit assault weapons. What's that, first of all? Two, we're talking about California here, folks. Mm. And then high-capacity magazines, which we're also talking about California here, where it's illegal to have magazines over 10, even for AR-15s. And repeal gun manufacturers' immunity from liability because, of course, it is Remington's fault. Yeah. Or Smith & Wesson. Those bastards out there creating these deadly things. Just like know? anything that Just anyone... like it's Black & Decker's fault when you kill your wife with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, after I, uh, you know, severed that tendon in my finger, I, I sued... Um, oh, I can't even remember. I sued DeWalt. so many companies. But, yeah, I sued uh, DeWalt and... and I. Sued the beer companies. <laughs> yeah. Anheuser-Busch, because they, they own all For of them. all the people whose fault it was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when it comes to gun control, California far outstrips any other state. The Golden State has many more regulations and already bans assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and requires background checks for sales. This must have been a ghost gun, then. I didn't see ghost gun mentioned right there. But more could be on the way. State Senator Bob Hertzberg has a bill allowing private suits against gun makers. Under a federal law signed by President George W. Bush, gun makers and sellers are protected from being held liable when crimes are committed with their products. But Hertzberg's bill would change that and allow private citizens to sue them in the event of gun violence. Governor Gavin Newsom explicitly called for Hertzberg's Senate Bill 1327 the text of which was inspired by Texas's abortion ban. It would allow residents to sue makers and sellers of assault weapons. We could see that reckoning happening sooner than later, as this bill is scheduled to be heard in the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday afternoon, tomorrow. Yeah, So impeccable timing. mm -hmm. And you have an important note here, um, just so you guys are aware. Police recovered a stolen gun from the scene. So... I, uh, yeah, that seems important. Like when you're out there talking about bans on assault weapons and ghost guns and high capacity magazines and being able to sue manufacturers and stuff like that. Like, don't you think that it would matter whether or not this law would have stopped the event that you're using to push the law? I mean, well, that, it has to, th- doesn't that kind of need to matter? Otherwise, why would the president say it? That is a good point. He did, he did say it, so you're you right about that. You have to do that. something. Your thoughts and prayers don't do anything, Nate. It's true. Your good vibes, nice thoughts. Um, all we know is that it was, a, it was a stolen handgun. 
is what we know so far. Bailey asked, "What kind of firearm was it?" So that that was all I've able I was able to find. Oh, all I heard this weekend was that it was an assault. Oh, was rifle. it? I'm sorry. I I saw something saying handgun, I, but who knows? I don't. I don't. They did apparently fire eighteen rounds at least, injuring twelve people and killing six. So uh, an assault weapon might make more sense there. Whatever an assault weapon is, I feel like if I used a handgun to assault someone, that would make it an assault weapon. But maybe a a rifle might make more sense there unless the guy had one of them 40 round clips that we've mm. heard, you know, Biden talk about before. He didn't say clip. He said, he said magazine. We'll give him credit for that. Okay. Goes bullets too. That's also a possibility that there might not even, it might not matter what the magazine capacity was because when you're using ghost bullets, you know, who really knows? But anyway, they're just going to use this. They're going to use this to push it. And one other thing here, one other important thing, is that they're going to be using the basic structure of the Texas abortion ban, which uh, we've we've said and many other people have said from the start that that's going to be used. Now, since there was a a law signed by Delbia that were that was protecting people uh, the manufacturers from being held liable, I don't know if this would end up being constitutional. If it's going to be viable, if the state's going to be able to do that to get around that law. I mean, obviously, states. And you've got your 10th Amendment. You've got all that. So I don't know exactly how that's going to go in the court system. That remains to be seen. What are you finding on the gun, Chuck? I'm finding that one stolen handgun was recovered. Okay. I knew I saw stolen handgun. Yes. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them, but how often do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Yeah. So one stolen handgun was recovered from the scene, but they don't know if that was the one that was used. Yeah. They just know somebody left a stolen handgun out could there. Have, could have been anyone. Could have been anyone. Someone's like, oh my God, there was a mass shooting. I'm, I'm just going to leave my gun here. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then, you know, so far the evidence from what I've seen is that this... This was a bar fight that broke mm-hmm. out. I saw that. At two o'clock in the morning. And then it what seems to be is a, it's an unfortunate strike by stray bullets. Mm. 
It's not, I don't think uh, the perpetrator so far from what the evidence is suggesting, he wasn't out there to just mow down people after the bar closed. I think from what the bar fight suggests is he was trying to hit one or two particular people and ended up striking others. So we're not going to find some kind of a, a right wing fascist manifesto from the sky or anything. He was yeah. just at a bar, probably drunk. Just yes. started spraying bullets out there. And as Joe mentioned, we were probably he probably didn't have a level. I don't think the police are going to find a level on the scene um, because if he had one or she, we don't know if it was mm-hmm. he or she. There's no nobody's been arrested so far. Probably would have been a little bit more accurate. Yeah, and one good one good question. You know, we if you wanted to speculate on who the shooter was, we have heard basically nothing. They're still trying to, I believe they haven't, the last I read, they had not caught the shooter yet. So that might be the main reason. So when they catch the shooter, we'll see what they, what they say about it. But I've seen basically no speculation about who the shooter was or how exactly that went down, which could, you know, can maybe show some biases for one reason or another. I don't know. We'll see exactly what happens from it. They are oh. saying it's possible there are two shooters. They don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. As far like as far as I've seen. Well, there's a ghost shooter with a ghost gun. Mm-hmm. That's why they're talking about this and ghost bullets. Yeah. Listen, it's not funny that anyone got shot. All right, that's mm-hmm. not good. We're very much against that. But anyway, they're going to use this to uh, try and push this new law, even if the new law would have done nothing to stop the thing that they are using to push the law, because that's how the government works. They're going to use people's emotions. That's what the government does. What's that song? Uh, I think it's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. We gotta do something. Yeah, that's it. It's just that they have to do something. Yeah, doesn't or matter what it is. To uh, uh, virtuously pat themselves on the back. Mm-hmm. Because nothing about whatever law they're pushing, besides being able to sue gun manufacturers, which is, I mean, I guess you, I guess just sue anyone. I mean, I could sue Nate right now for looking at me funny. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't mean that it would hold up, I guess. Like, so what? Whatever. I mean, you should be able to really, bring out a suit, but they're are you going to? You should not you, be held liable. Can you prove liability? I mean, it's a ridiculous by idea the, by a tool manufacturer. You'd have to show some type of wrongdoing on someone's part. You can't just take an an item that was purchased and then used to harm people. There's obvious examples like that. You drive your car through a crowd of people. Can you sue Ford or whoever the vehicle manufacturer was? Of course not. That's ridiculous. You stab someone. Can you sue Cutco afterwards? Gerber. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I don't think you can. It's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. The person who did it is the person who's responsible. And they're, they're not going to care that people can be sued. And what they're going to hope is that the gun manufacturers will then self-regulate, essentially, but there's nothing that they can do down to this level, especially if you're talking about a stolen gun. There's nothing you can do about that. But first of all, they stole the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to sue God if you kill someone with a rock? That's uh, obviously the person that's at fault. And what is he so, going to pay? Some of his streets of gold? No, I don't know. Is that what you're after? Possibly. So let's move on to something lighter, but we'll still talk about free speech. We just talked about Second Amendment stuff. We're going to back up a little bit, talk about some First Amendment and how the market could potentially solve some problems, but not in the way that we've all been thinking they were going to. This one's pretty cool. We've been talking about how there needs to be 
alternatives in the market that pop up. And some people have tried some alternatives, but there's also issues with those. Do you just want to join a platform where there's just a bunch of right-wingers on there talking about all their stuff and no one else is on there, so you guys are just talking into your echo chamber? What if instead you just buy Twitter? So I think that's a pretty cool idea. So Elon Musk has uh, taken a 9.2% stake in Twitter. And yes, the shares were up quite a bunch today, like 25% last time I looked, which is a big move for a big company like that. Mm -hmm. So he probably did this within the last couple of weeks. I think you have 15 days to disclose this. He probably bought when things were selling off uh, a couple of weeks ago. I assume so. But anyway, from the Washington Post, Musk acquired a 9.2% stake in the social media giant just weeks after questioning its commitment to free speech according to a regulatory filing on Monday. Must passive stake could be just the beginning rather than starting a competing social media platform, as some predicted after his Twitter poll. Quote, it looks like Elon has his eyes laser set on Twitter itself, not creating a competitor, just the company itself. Taking over Twitter. So uh, Ives, who's a big investor, predicts Musk will eventually pursue an active stake, positioning him to take more aggressive a more aggressive ownership role in the company. In late March, Musk questions whether Twitter uh, rigorously adheres to the principles of free speech and a poll to his more than 80 million followers. This is what this looks like. First one, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? And we can talk about democracy. Uh, we could both mention really quickly the... Uh, um, ownership status of the company, whether or not it's private. <laughs> and uh, then he, he then said, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? So what should be done? You create a competitor, you get the government to come in and regulate them, right? That's what you do. You get the right politicians in office and they craft the right perfect laws that make sure that this evil company doesn't ever suppress mm -hmm. any speech and they will... You ban ghost profiles. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> and uh, and so you you just make sure that you always have the right people in office and, and they're clearly going to allow all viewpoints on there and we'll all look at their algorithms to make sure that it's right and, and all of that, that they're not deranking anyone or anything like that. Or you just buy the company. So he asked, is a new platform needed? Now, what's interesting about Twitter... His first poll, by the way, was 70% said no. Really? The, the Twitter free speech. Oh, does it adhere to this principle? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually see Se that. 70% said no. Yeah. So I found that to be quite interesting, that most people don't agree, according to that poll. I was looking around for some information on Twitter's corporate structure because normally what you have is you'll have different classes of shares. So you can go out and buy those <clears throat> public, those common shares that are out there on the market. And, and maybe you get some votes or something for it. Technically, you can go to a meeting or you can go to an online meeting. You get some annoying corporate documents in the mail or whatever. But then there's still the, the, the better class of shares for the betters that own the company. And so they still so are able voting rights. Yeah, they're still able to maintain control. You know, you mm -hmm. can't just buy them out. They still have to make that. But Twitter's not set up like that. They just have one class of shares. And so I was looking. There's an article from 20... Just common stock. Just common stock. That's all they got. So this uh, article from Forbes, 
was pointing out, this is when Twitter IPO'd in 2013. They said, will no dual class structure create a bidding war for Twitter? And what they go on to point out <clears throat> is that they don't have a dual class share structure. This is a big deal for a couple of reasons. He said that there's something refreshing about Twitter throwing caution to the wind and saying, quote, you know what? Screw it. One share, one vote. And if you don't like what we're doing, you can buy your shares and speak your mind. But we're not scared. And we're still going to run this company the way we think it should be run. We're not going to hide behind some fancy share structure. But then there's a second part of that. Given that there's not dual class structure in place, why wouldn't a bunch of bigger internet companies be falling over themselves to buy out Twitter right now? The no dual class structure says Twitter owners are going to have to take any buyout offer to their shareholders for a vote, and they're okay with that. Basically, he's going to be coming in here as now the largest owner of Twitter shares with the most votes of any one person that there is, and uh, he's probably not done buying it. I think this is just a, a start. He acquired somewhere <clears throat> around 73 million shares? Something like that. Roughly at $2.5 billion yeah. valuation. He's already made a return. <laughs> yeah, it's up, up quite a bit. <laughs> About a couple of weeks ago, the news came out. He could just be selling shares today, just make a quick could, buck off of all that. He could. I think it was about 2 and a half to $3 billion worth of shares is what he bought. Mm -hmm. And um, he made him a quick $500 million bucks off of it, something like that. Old yeah. swing trade. So, you know, it's good to have a spare $500 million bucks sitting around, you know? <laughs> it's Right. But he's not because they haven't sold off real hard on heavy volume today. So, you know, he's not doing that. And the reason not is because he's not buying Twitter because he thinks that they're a great company and he wanted to make a buck off of it real quick. He's buying to get control of the company. That's that's what he's doing. And I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome, too. Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool if he reinstates a bunch of people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Changes policy. Rein <laughs> reinstates some, I don't know, Trump, maybe. That would be cool. That would be interesting. I just, what an interesting time. I think Truth Social would tank, probably, They'd, for sure. They tank quite a bit today. Yeah, they already have. So, um, I just, yeah, I, I think it's really cool that the market can provide a solution. And you might say, well, well, we're just lucky that this guy has a bunch of money. So, And he happens to align on some viewpoints that we have, and he's buying in. Someone just as terrible could, uh, or just terrible like the opposite, like an evil version of him could have came in and and bought up some shares and take them in the wrong direction. And you know what? To me, what I hear from that is we all need to get out there and create as much wealth as possible. And if you're upset with what the companies are doing, then do what Musk just did. Create a bunch of value for other people in society and then change things for the better. But sitting here waiting for the government to get rid of section 230 or the pass some kind of laws saying that they can't uh, that they that they can't limit speech on a company's platform or anything like that sorry we don't have a right to it you know i know we don't have a right to it because it didn't exist 20 years ago so i obviously don't have a right to this website i don't it didn't exist 10 years ago if i had a right then we could have put them in prison for not creating it 100 years ago yeah you know but we didn't because i don't have a right to it yeah so it's uh, something that someone else created, and this is the way to do it. I'm pretty pumped to see how this actually goes. All right. Switching gears here to uh, your new vehicles. Folks. Shifting gears. I'm shifting gears. Okay. Not only is Biden doing the heroic work of wanting to ban ghost guns and assault weapons, because everyone knows what those are. 
He also wants new vehicles to average 49 miles per gallon by 2026. 49 miles to the gallon. It's just four years from now. Why not 50? And, well, <laughs> you, have to, you have to go with 49. Why not 50? Why not 50? <laughs> the Biden administration, which is pushing uh, this is from Forbes, which is pushing automakers to get more electric vehicles on the road, is setting higher fuel economy rules that require the average new car or truck to get nearly 50 miles per gallon of gasoline by 2026 as part of efforts to cut carbon pollution and save consumers money. You know what I noticed last Not time? Not on the price of your car. You know what I noticed last time I went to buy a car? Yeah. Um, I, bought, I got a Honda because my last Honda experience was really good. Okay, Honda has this pretty cool hybrid thing called the Honda Insight. They used to look really ridiculous, but they basically look like a mix of a Civic and an Accord now. They look pretty cool. They get like 55 miles a gallon. It's like a Prius that looks cool, basically. And so I was looking into to one of those, and then they had a Honda Accord over there, just your normal standard Honda Accord. And they had a Honda Accord hybrid. And you know what I noticed? Was that that Insight and that Accord hybrid were like, five thousand or more dollars more expensive than what my just normal Honda Accord was because it turns out it takes more technology to make a car get more miles per gallon mm -hmm. and it just gets more expensive but this is going to save people money well and you know they, there's engineers smart enough they've already figured out how to do like 100 miles a gallon so it's not like they don't have the technology well they could it just costs money mm -hmm. that's the thing just like musk said that they've got the technology for tesla to get a thousand miles on a battery he was like, most people don't drive that much. So we got to balance the cost and the weight of the vehicle and, and all the, the power it would take to charge it. Mm -hmm. And so we just settled on this number right here because it covers almost everyone. So, yeah, they've got the technology to do it. Sure. The new corporate average fuel economy or CAFE standards announced today by the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Old Pete. Require an Pistol Pete. An 8% industry-wide increase in average fuel efficiency by both 2024 and 2025 model year vehicles and a 10% boost in 2026. The overall increase is at least 10 miles per gallon by 2026 and is up from an average of about 36 miles per gallon in the 2021 model year. The higher standard could reduce U.S. gasoline consumption by 234 billion gallons by 2050, and means American families will be able to drive further before they have to fill up, saving hundreds of dollars per year, Buttigieg said. Never mind how many hundreds of dollars they're paying per month for the new car. These improvements will also make our country less vulnerable to global shifts in the price of oil and protect communities by reducing carbon emissions by 2.5 billion metric tons. The standard proposed today is the average of all models and, uh, and automaker sells and has grown easier to attain as companies ramp up production of EVs that boost their fleet-wide efficiency. So this is the average. Mm -hmm. So your truck can still get 20 yep. as long as your EVs, which get all, all a billion, a billion miles, yeah, yeah. infinite miles to the gallon, it races the average. Yeah. That's so, why, unlike in past years, the industry isn't ramping up efforts to block tougher standards. Companies can either sell more uh, fuel-efficient gas cars or produce more EVs. That was a note that I put in there. Mm -hmm. So they, they get a, they get a choice there, basically, because this is an average. 
They can either produce a bunch more fuel-efficient gas cars, or they switch to EVs, which we can see this is just another way to push more people over to EVs. And it's all in an effort to save you money on gas. It's important to note that there are trade-offs. There's always a trade-off. Mm -hmm. The trade-off here is that your car will be much more expensive. But there's plus sides to that for the government because they can blame the price, the prices on the car companies now. You're not going to be blaming them for their oil drilling policies. You're going to be blaming car companies, evil car companies, because their car prices went up so much from where they were. Bernie will post a chart and he'll say, well, here's what the average car costs in 2010. And here's what the average car costs in 2026. Look at this evil price gouging that's going on. Mm-hmm. You won't- so then you'll get com- uh, government vouchers. Yep. For your new car. Yep. Environmental groups support the new targets, but want even more stringent ones, te- uh, technological advancements, energy savings, and consumer benefits justify even stronger standards. The only way to escape the volatility of the global energy markets is to cut our reliance on oil. Mm. That's the only way, folks. <clears throat> It's the only way to do it. It's to shift our reliance on oil to reliance on a whole bunch of other minerals that we have mm-hmm. to have for making... To, it's to shift it to lithium. Yeah. That's that's the way to take away our reliance on oil. I know you, I didn't see this in here, um, but just to just talk about it really quick, we talk about oil. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. You sent me I, forgot, this, I forgot to put it in there. You sent me this article this yeah. weekend. And uh, I, I we talked about this, what, three months ago, two months ago? A couple months ago. Um, Russia has now just pinned their ruble to a gold standard yeah which uh is very interesting and so uh that i think and this is what we talked about a couple months ago that putin is playing 4d chess here and that's why russia has been increasing their gold reserves for the last 20 years because he knew that this was a possibility that they would put economic sanctions the ruble would lose its value uh the ruble by the way is all the way back up to pre-invasion levels it's by the way Man, I knew I wanted to buy it so bad. I was like, no, that's ridiculous. Dropped 50% ridiculous. all the way back up. <laughs> it's made a 100% gain from its <clears throat> drop all the way back up to pre-invasion levels because now they've tied it. The Russian Central Bank has tied it to their gold reserves. So now it is a gold-backed currency. And uh, so it could get really interesting here, folks. Now, I'm not a doomsday type of person, um, but what would help the volatile energy markets uh, maybe we should be on a gold standard i think that would help with the fluctuation oh so you bit. support putin I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all <laughs> that sounds a lot like what you're saying man is that you support putin and his decision is what you support mm, is I'm russia just... you support russia's actions <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not a doomsday person. However, I will say that it might be something to look into, perhaps, that the dollar may not be around forever. In fact, I feel like you you said this like a a couple months ago, six weeks ago, something like that. I did. You're like, isn't it weird that they've increased all of their holdings in gold? And won and silver yeah and everything else so it it might end up not mattering what we do with sanctions Mm mm-hmm huh 
Isn't that, isn't that now I'm not saying that because like, I wanted to be right about this. I I'm, I'm not happy about being right about this, but what I am saying is pay attention to what's going on. That's the best thing you can do to be prepared and to maybe start to take some steps in realizing mm. what happens if the dollar is no longer the world standard and it goes back to where our gold reserves are, which would put us back in the seventies or eighties, by the way. So you're, you're probably worse than that. Probably worse than that. Yeah. If we saw the crash of the dollar, but the, you know, what I was thinking is the United States does have quite a bit of gold reserves still. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, unless they've been selling it to Russia <laughs> over the last 20 years. <laughs> and so, um, that's just wild speculation on Charlie's fault. I have fault. no, we have no idea. proof of that. I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying is you might, um, it's just something to pay attention to because it could be something that's really important down the road. Um, because the collapse of the dollar is not something that is impossible. Yeah. And if, if you have China and Russia decide that they no longer are trading oil or any other commodities on the global market in dollars anymore, then um, that could be, that could start a chain reaction depending and by the way, on that's, alliances. That's not just bad. Like we're like, Oh, they want to do a billionaire income tax. That's bad. And then they like try and it fails. And then we just go back to what it used to be. This is like one of those things where it happens and it fails and it's real bad. Yeah. Like actual bad. We're not just going to have political fights about this online. You know, this is like people starving in the streets (laughs) trying to break down your door to get some food bad. So anyway, um, happy Monday to everyone. (laughs) Let's go on to a couple. We probably should dive into that this week. Yeah. Um, Another thing here. I heard this at the end of the week last week and you know, I, I will admit I had no, I had no idea that Disney had like their own basically independent governor government. They don't have an independent governor. They got independent government in Florida. And I think that that's pretty cool by the way. Uh, But with all this political crap that's going on right now, that maybe, maybe that's going to end up being taken away. So I wanted to talk about that for a minute from the Hill. Death Santa says he thinks Disney shouldn't have special self-governing status. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis appeared to support eliminating Disney's special status that allows it to operate as an independent government in the area around its Orlando park. What I first off, what I think is really funny is like as a threat to a to the business to get them to bend to what you want. Your threat is that they're going to have to be governed by your government instead of their instead of their own government like you think things are bad right now disney you're gonna end up being under our government you're not gonna be able to live in under yours mm-hmm. that's a nice threat quote disney has alienated a lot of people now to santa said thursday the press conference because they're saying gay yeah they keep saying gay and they mm-hmm. said you can't say it yeah and so the political influence they're used to wielding i think it has i think has dissipated so the question is, why would you want to have special privileges in the law at all? And I don't think that we should. The special status, which Disney has had since 1967, gave the company the legal right to operate under its own government around Walt Disney World in Central Florida, which is, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. That's kind of like what I would want to see around the country in a lot of, in a lot of different places. But anyway, I, I was reading up on this whole situation here why Disney World has its own government. 
Disney petitioned the Florida legislature for a special district that would allow the corporation control over sewage, roads, building permits, and many other facets of municipal control in the area. They got it, and in 1967, the Reedy Creek Improvement District was created. Only Disney is incorporated as its own government. <laughs> only they bought all the land. Only landowners in the district can vote on governance for the district, thus giving Disney the upper hand in decision-making. The powers granted are far-reaching. For example, Disney can issue their own liquor licenses to themselves. They largely do not use surrounding counties' infrastructure, instead building their own water, fire departments, transportation, and emergency services. Now, when I hear all that removing all of the gay, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. You know, that's that's really what I want. Now, of course that there's pop, pop, possible bad things that can happen from this, you know, but... They, I've, from what I've been able to tell, they're not lining people up in firing squads or anything yet, you know, because they've got their own little an- anarcho-capitalist government so going on down there. we're not made it to where only landowners could vote. That's, a, yeah, a strange concept. It's, Looks like that's anti. No, they own all the land, so that's, you yeah, know. They own all the land. Pretty nice role for them. Pretty much all the land. So Disney World is what it looks like if you give a corporation full control over an area of land as big as San Francisco. It's worked out great for the company, which counts on, by the way, it's what it looks like if you gave a corporation full control of an area of land as big as San Francisco, only like without the homeless people and it's super clean. It probably smells really good. They even got a nice little tram, like a rail system going around the thing. Mm-hmm. They got Just, places to say. Lord, what? why haven't we ever used this as some kind of an example? Yeah. Look, look at what they have in this place. The place is perfect. You ever been there? The roads are freaking amazing uh, anyway it's worked out great for the company which counts uh, on the park for 14 percent of its two billion yearly earnings and it's been a boon for florida as well the park turned central florida into an economic powerhouse and tourism destination it's also a huge source of employment for the people living in the area with sixty-two thousand employees at the park alone so the exactly what jeff just said my my opinion on this would be that we don't need to take this away from Disney, regardless of what we think about what they're doing. We need to give this to everyone else, the ability for them to do this. You know, you own some land in there. Hey, you get your own government. Decide what you want to do with it. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't kill anyone. Don't hurt anyone. Don't take their stuff. Okay. You do you, man. You just do it. So going back into the original article, Florida's bill comes as a number of other states have passed legislation that targets LGBTQ school children. Luckily, the IA pluses are making it out of this. They they don't have to worry about it. It's in the thing. They're like, we're going to... The actual... In their bill, the report header has a uh, scope, like a target thing, Mm -hmm. and it's got a little LGBTQ kids in there. That's uh, that's what they're doing. In the middle of the scope. Mm -hmm. It's in the crosshair. There you go. Crosshairs. Mm -hmm. Several states have either introduced or passed bills that ban the use of gender-affirming treatment for transgender youth, such as puberty blockers or gender-affirming surgeries. Gender-affirming. That's terrible. You're not affirming. You know what? Don't you love how they switch the language? You know what? My my nephew came up to me and said, Uncle Nate, I've only got one arm. I was like, son, you got two arms. He's like, no, I've only got one. I'm a one-armed man. I said, okay, well... I guess I got to affirm that status for you. Let's just go cut that some bitch off. <laughs> All right. That's not child abuse. 
No. Kids only got one arm. Yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. Anyway, Florida dare I not affirm his one arm status. <laughs> Appendage affirming care should be legalized. Yes. His handicap affirming surgery. <laughs> he said he was handicapped. All right. <laughs> Florida has also passed a bill banning transgender students from participating on sports teams that correspond with their gender identity. You know what? I also identify as a professional basketball player. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, I feel like I'm as good as LeBron. You going to say that I I, can't? I feel like I'm better. Mm. Well, we should affirm that. We're the same height, (laughs) same body build, obviously, same athletic ability. And uh, yeah. Anyway. I'm I'm better. So (laughs) what I wanted to say from this is I think it's pretty cool that Disney has this status in Florida that they're able to do this. The area is clearly really nice. It's been really great economically for Florida. Clearly mm-hmm. has been a really great thing for them. It's brought in millions of people. Now we can disagree with what they're doing, but the question would be if we want landowners to be able to have this kind of status, do you want that to be determined by what their politics are and who it is that's in office as the governor? Let's remove this whole situation. Depending on what their political leanings are, uh, should the governor just take it away from them? No. No. No, they shouldn't because this happens to be in a state where like, we agree with the overall idea that DeSantis has, I guess, like the philosophical idea. You know, maybe not the tactics and everything, but the philosophical idea. And we disagree, I would say, for the most part with stuff that Disney does or says. Uh, when it comes to whatever it is they're doing these days. But still, if they can have that status, and they've had it since 1967, things have gone pretty well in there. It shouldn't be taken away because of what their politics are. If they're not hurting people or taking their stuff, is all I'm saying about it. I don't want that to be determined by who's in the highest office and whether or not they like my political ideology. I I don't think we should do that. I think that's a bad president to set. Just don't go to Disney. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. If you don't like Disney, don't go. And I'm not going to watch any of their movies unless one of them looks pretty good. I don't know. But, I mean, I haven't watched a Disney movie in a coon's age. I mean, I've got Disney Plus because I have a a five-year-old, and I'll probably take him to Disney World. I thought about canceling it the other day, but we got it for free with our Verizon, so I can't. You thought about canceling Verizon. I called them. I was like, cancel this. They're like, sir, you're not paying for it. (laughs) Cancel it anyway. Didn't work. You try to block yourself from the app. <laughs> I'm removing my user profile right now. <laughs> so I can't get in on it. <laughs> Let's just... We I mean, I'm probably still going to take my kid to Disney because, you know, why inhibit him from having that experience just because I don't agree with some of the things Disney says? Yeah. That's, but if you, you know, really disagree with Disney, it's the best thing about capitalism. Don't give him any money. Or if you disagree with him and you have no principles... Give them money, you know, no problem. You probably stick a needle in your kid's arm before he went over there if they required it. Probably. You know, you don't want to rob them of that experience. Exactly. In the park. <laughs> Let's go. We don't have time to get in the Speaking other one. Speaking of needles. One. Let's go. Okay. People that use needles every day. Oh, if you day. want to go into it, we can, but we got eight minutes. Oh, that's right. We'll quickly talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, from Vanity Fair, GOP makes price gouge diabetics on insulin part of its official party platform. 
This should have been a dumb bleep of the week, but I just mm -hmm. wanted to mention it. Tens of millions of Americans suffer from diabetes with some paying up to $1,000 a month for insulin, a necessary life-saving drug. Is that true? Amer yeah, it's true. Yeah. Americans pay about five to eight times more for insulin than Canadians do. Uh, so a proposal to ensure no one with insurance has to shell out more than $35 a month for a life or death drug would probably be a no-brainer to support, right? While the House of Representatives passed a bill capping the cost of insulin with unanimous Democrat support, a mere 12 Republicans voted for the legislation. In other words, the House GOP was offered an opportunity to support making insulin more affordable, and the response was, we'd rather they continue paying through the nose. <laughs> this is not, not a biased article written at all. That's not true, actually. Sure, you can cap insulin at $35 a month, let's say, uh, but then what are the prices of the other drugs going to be? They'll well, just raise prices on other things that they sell. It's also, so I didn't realize in this bill, it's, they're capping it at 35 bucks a month for people who have insurance, meaning they're not capping the cost of insulin. Like the insurance company is still going to pay what the drug company is mm -hmm. charging for the insulin. So what's going to happen? The insurance price is just going to go up. Yeah. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah. They're still going to make the money. And uh, Joe's saying uh, diabetes can be treated with diet alone is disease of choice. Not true. I think type two can. Type two is, yes. Yeah. Not my, for type one diet. My mom had type two and then she switched to a no carb diet and she eventually didn't need any medication yes. or anything anymore after that. Type one, you know, if you're, if you're old pancreas, you've got a bum pancreas, mm -hmm. isn't that the one? Mm -hmm. Is that the right organ? Yes. Yeah. If you've got a bum pancreas, you know, I don't know if the diet's going to change it. Then you don't produce any insulin. Yeah. So then you need, you still need some insulin. Just a little bit. We have a buddy like that. He's well. He, he was part of the live group. I haven't seen him in a while. I need to, he might need some peanut butter or something. <laughs> I'm might, not sure. <laughs> somebody get this man a coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> so, um, it, it's not just no carbs, but mostly no carbs. Uh, insulin's used for other things, other types of regulation in the blood. Uh, but we don't have time. For a whole yeah. healthcare lesson here. I'll, I'll People, look into it for type one. I definitely know that it is possible with type two mm -hmm. that a change in your diet can change your need. Early enough. Of insulin. Eventually you can go too far where your pancreas stops producing insulin. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have prolonged type two diabetes, diabetes, then, uh, then it's not possible. So it's not, it's not just a diet alone. Um, insulin is used for all kinds of things, mainly to control blood sugar and to make money for drug companies. And that's exactly what it's two main for. uses. So, uh, uh, many diabetes patients ration their medicines or discontinue them because of the cost. One, uh, in a study show that approximately 20% of Americans who require the drug would save money under the plan. Only 20%, only 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Even 77% of Republicans support allowing the federal government to negotiate for lower prices on medications, according to a 2021 Kaiser Family Foundation poll. But apparently they thought wrong. But after all, this is the party that keeps proposing cuts to other life-saving programs like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. We also shouldn't forget that the last time Republicans were in power, they spent most of their energy trying to repeal an Obamacare mandate with a bill that would have left an estimated 13 million more people uninsured. No, they didn't. No. You know, I know they didn't because they would have been able to do it. Yeah, they didn't do it while they were in power. 
They tried to pass legislation when they weren't in power and they yeah. knew it couldn't pass. Yeah. So we guys, you all know what we think about capping drug prices. It's just gonna, the cost is going to come from somewhere. You got to pay way. for it, right? You, you can't get anything mm. for free. It's mm. just you'll go to a different way, of, just like with the, uh, the miles per gallon thing. You're either going to pay for the fuel or you're going to pay for a more expensive car. Those are actually your only options. Or you can get someone else to pay for it, but guess what? They probably run businesses or they work in the economy elsewhere, and that's still just going to reverberate back down to you having to pay more for everything else that you get because you don't make all your own stuff. There's no way to do anything without paying for it. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay for it right here or you're going to pay for it right here. Those are your options. Or your kids are pay for it or your grandkids yeah. or your great grandkids yeah. pay for it. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's show, then please hit that subscribe or follow button. Leave us a rating and review if you think the show is worth it, which it probably is. So just go ahead and stop what you're doing and leave a rating and review. Please. I'm begging you from, from over here. Just do it. Yeah, go to join G, uh, joingml.com. That's joingml.com to get to Nate's wall. Everybody wants to see it. It's a big, beautiful wall that you mm -hmm. want to see. And, and then if you sign up for as little as $6 a month, you can get in the live group. It's a fun place to be where we argue back and forth, have we, some good pre-show. We streamlined immigration for the wall too, by the way. All you got to do is pay 6 bucks, and you just get through the wall. You don't have to wait mm -mm. in line. No, there is no you, line. There's no there's paperwork no testing, to file. No healthcare check. I don't care what language you speak. No background check. There's nothing. No, there's no ghost on the other side of it. No, you just you're you, just in. There's a small fee, and you get on the other side of the wall. Now every month, I'm going to try and get, throw you on the other side of the wall, so you still got to pay it again. And you get voting power. Mm -hmm. So you do. You get voting power for Dumb Believe of the Week. Mm -hmm. It's an impressive six dollars every month. It goes a long way. So if you all do all that, share the show with a friend, a family member, and a foe, and the children, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. The best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And